T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thanksgiving is the day that I gotta give some thanks. Let's turkey trot. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! Macy's Parade. Snoopy Balloon. You better keep that Snoopy Balloon away from my underdog or he's gonna try to sniff his butt. <laughs> That's hilarious. What are we not to do on this day of thanks? Commit suicide? Exactly. We are the pilgrims. You bitches are the Indians. This is the holiday where we cooperate. Oh, yes. We bring you maize. And you give us smallpox blankets. Exactly. Everybody wins. As you all know, I hate Thanksgiving. The pilgrims were murderers, and turkey tastes like napkins. And now, must be Thanksgiving in here, because uh, somebody wants some stuffing. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 21st of November. This holiday season, prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Right? Yep. Thanksgiving. Plymouth, Massachusetts, the fourth Thursday in November is the most celebrated day of the year. If he, if Eli Roth made the movie, yeah, there's no way it could be as good as the trailer, is there? Probably not. Are we just are we fooling ourselves by insisting that he do it? I mean, we're time... fooling ourselves that us insisting that he do it is going to have any effect on him doing it. That could be true. Okay. But I'm saying, are we making a calculated error by wanting it made because it's a terrible idea to make it? It's better just to live as this trailer for a fake movie. Uh, I would say that's probably true, yeah. Really? Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's, it's always, you wouldn't see it anyway. I would so you see You would it. not see Thanksgiving. <laughs> when, it was on, when it was on demand. Then <laughs> <laughs> Eli Roth should definitely make it because he's looking for that demand money. Right? <laughs> exactly. It was the great... Was it... Uh, was it uh, what was it called? Grindhouse? Is that what the Quentin Tarantino movie was called? Yeah, Death I, Car I, in Grindhouse? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was like a Grindhouse I feature, so, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 double feature, and then they put all the fake ads and everything. Let's hear some more. There's the parade. The table is set. The festivities have begun. One uninvited guest has arrived. And this year, there will be no leftovers. I mean, come on. I mean, that's the problem is like, you're looking forward to it too much. There's no way it could stand up. Uh, it, helps, it helps that they had the Zodiac Killer narrate it. <laughs> yes. This year, there will be no leftovers, you guys, because everyone's going to be dead. Right. You don't get it. White meat. Dark meat. All will be carved. See, no That's racism my, in that little town. <laughs> That's my favorite line right That's there. That's the best. Thanksgiving. Arrive hungry. Happy Thanksgiving, Grandma. Did you stop? <laughs> From director Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. You'll come home for the holidays in a body bag. <laughs> That's awesome. I want it so much. 
I mean, he did say in an interview he was working on it in 2007, and then it just disappears, and you guys have stayed on him. He we came have. in, and he promised us, Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was odd. <laughs> Why would he make us a promise like that? Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. I love it. All right. We got a very, very, very busy show today, but I want to start with uh, a great story out of Vermont. This could have qualified for great news, but I, I didn't want to wait till Monday. This is another one of those secret Santas who pays off everyone's layaways. You see stories like this from time to time around the holidays. Julie Gates is one woman who is interviewed for this story. She's at the Walmart in Derby, Vermont. And she goes up to the uh, what, uh, the layaway counter, I guess. And she has a big package with her, some toys for her kids. And this man comes up to her and says, hey, are you putting that on layaway? And she says, I am. I'm not done shopping yet. And he said, okay. I'll wait, and when you're done, come on back, and I'll pay for whatever you buy. Did she? Hey, he didn't fu- know her. Yeah, did didn't he, know her at all. I'm bringing, go, I'm bringing everything. Then. Yeah, I was gonna say you go supermarket sweep. <laughs> yeah, just cartloads full of stuff. The inflatable Corona bottle. <laughs> well, she she might have done that, but she in no way believed that he was being serious. Oh, I I could uh, yeah I could believe that yeah. as well. She said I I laughed and I thought this guy must be crazy. So she went around the store and she picked up more gifts for her mom and for her son, like she had planned. When she came back, the guy was still there. He was waiting for her. And her bill came to $199. He pulled out a credit card and paid for it. She doesn't know how to do it if someone else is paying. And she said, um, who can afford that? And he said, Santa can. She said she had no idea who the man was or what his incentive was. He just looked like a normal, everyday, average guy. I don't know if she expected him to be in a Santa suit or whatever. Right. A store employee confirmed the anonymous shopper's generosity, although Walmart officials declined to say how many other people he helped or how much he spent. But when Miss Gates posted what had happened on Facebook, she heard from several other friends and neighbors who said that their layaway charges had also been paid for. One couple responded that they had been to Walmart and the man had picked up their $800 tab. So this could have been thousands of dollars that he paid for. Yeah. When she asked the man for his name so she could thank him, he said, Chris Kringle. I left the store in awe with tears in my eyes that some man that didn't know any of us would just walk into a Walmart in a little place like Vermont and pay for everybody's layaway. It was like watching a Christmas movie. The only message he said he wanted me to send was to be kind to everyone. He's an amazing man, and we need more people like him. There is a photo of him in the story that she took of him from behind, and this is going to stun you more than anything. He's wearing a New England Patriots jacket. Oh, wow. I was in until then. Right? So he's a terrible person. <laughs> it, is, it is coincidental that his name is Chris Kringle, the same as Santa's. <laughs> it, it is, is quite a coincidence. Yeah, had noticed that. By the way, I, do you guys, have you ever done it? I do it. I do it. I don't mean to sound like I'm like being... Uh, Pay for other people's... Pat head? my own back. But yeah, I mean, there's a Kmart near uh, the Grove that I go in. I mean, I don't spend... I mean, I spend like a hundred bucks. I just... I, they, they have it all set up. You just go like, oh, is there someone who needs $50? They go. Oh, I and didn't then, know that. Oh, really? I didn't nice. know that either. Yeah, you, you just walk up to the layaway counter. They they like, it's a thing. Oh, okay. Um, and so they go, how much do you want to spend? And then they go, this is uh, for a kid. It's a bike. And you can't say no. So it doesn't matter how much that is. <laughs> so it's blackmail, basically. <laughs> yeah. They never say like, oh, this is an electric toothbrush for a 48-year-old. You know, they're always just giving you the ones where they're like, it's a stuffed animal for a kid with autism. And you're like, oh, okay. And then they come back and, and the store's like, 
like, hey, we got it for you. No yeah. worries. <laughs> yeah. So that's set, that's set up, and uh, and you think a lot of people do that every year? Yes, I do. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I also didn't know that there were still Kmart's. Yes. That's even a better question. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised by that. Yeah. So our takeaway is he spent thousands of dollars on strangers' Christmases, uh, Christmas presents to give them a great holiday, but he's a Patriots fan, so thumbs down, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a che- okay. cheater. Right. Okay. Yeah. He probably he's stole th- that money. <laughs> probably did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and show, shall we? It has a lot of buzz already. Not even, not a lot, just a ton. There's so much buzz going around. <laughs> the ace man, Adam Carolla, will join us. Yeah. Uh, comedian Doug Benson. I love Doug. Same. Uh, RJ Bell talks mm-hmm. NFL Week 12. We're doing it today, of course, because he's not on tomorrow. And there's three games tomorrow, too. Uh, Bean makes his guess. Got uh, Get Up on This with mm-hmm. Jensen. Yeah. And we've got uh, tickets for both nights of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. So that's coming up. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. All right, Kevin, this is not for you. This question is not for you. Just step back, okay? Right. This is for Jensen. Mm-hmm. Because it's the holiday weekend, because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, couldn't today technically be Wednesday? Yes. Right? It could. Wednesday, you guys. Happy Wednesday. All right. Time for what's happening here on this Wednesday morning. Here's mm-hmm. Jensen. All right. These are the worst. Uh, before I joined the Kevin and Bean team full full time, right, uh, I was known around these parts as the hip-hop correspondent, mm-hmm. but more importantly, the beef correspondent. These are things that I took very seriously. I had a business card. I, uh, That's why we had you on, because none of us could follow all, because we didn't care that much? No. So you'd come on and just explain it all to us. Because I treat these things sure. like they're the Bible. Yeah, why does rapper A hate rapper B? That was basically what it was about. That's my thing, and I'm still going to live within it. (laughs) Uh, We talked about Pusha T and Drake before, a rap conflict that has been going on for years, both subliminal and out front. And it turned into a full-out war earlier in the year with songs being released on both sides. And eventually it got so intense that they just agreed on a ceasefire. They said it was going to get so bad that they just agreed to walk away, uh, or did it? It got pretty personal. Yeah, it did, but it's not over. Drake and Pusha continue to release small references to each other in their songs. Drake also dragged Kanye into the mix on LeBron's HBO show, blaming the whole thing on him. But it was last week at the Flogna Festival here in Los Angeles where the words F Drake just appeared on the screen behind Pusha without any reasoning while performing. And the outright brashness of it caught people off guard because we all sure. thought we thought it was safe. Uh, it wasn't. But Pusha would go on to say it was a mistake. Oh, a mistake. Yeah, he didn't know how it showed up on the screen. Sure. Yeah, because people just, you know, add something into a computer, right? It happens a lot. Yeah, a full <laughs> show. Let's put one thing in there. It's a weird hacking. Well, last night, the results of that F. Drake were seen when Pusha's tour made a stop in Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall. And in the middle of the show, what looked like to me, if you watch the video, which you could find easily online, gallons of water were thrown from the front of the audience onto the stage, and someone jumped on uh, stage to assault the rapper. Wow. Yeah, and security swarmed this guy. It was nuts. They they started beating him up, and then that turned into something in the audience, and Pusha T sort of retreated backstage. And once the assailants were found and taken into custody, Pusha came back on stage, and he quickly said, it's Drake, and that he, oh. thinks, he thinks Drake paid people to be in the audience and take him out. Based on no information. I don't know. I mean, he seemed very confident, although I guess confidence is part of being a rapper. Mm -hmm. But it did seem like he was very sure. So sure, guess what song he performed immediately then? 
Infrared, his song about Drake. Oh, okay. We are back in a beef. <laughs> I know it's 6 a.m., but I could scream about beefs. That's what I do. We're back in a rap beef, and I'm excited about <laughs> I'm so it. I'm excited. I'm excited. By the way, that's a, uh, that's a scary thing when a bunch of people jump on stage at a rap show. You're I really. St- I don't want to stereotype. Yeah, but you're, you're really people, bumming people us have, out. People have yeah. been shot, you yeah. know, and I, I don't blame his security for taking that very, very seriously. Uh, I was excited about this. We were having a good time until yeah. right now. <laughs> Bean really brought it back down to earth. Right. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is in hot water after posting a Finspiration post. Do you guys know what that is? No, I can guess, but Bean. Yeah, yeah. Finspiration is when you post something that fat shames everyone who doesn't look like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, really, yes. But in real life, it's a picture of yourself to remind you, like your inspiration of what you want to be size wise. And boy, people don't like them. No, no, well, they don't I, at all. I can imagine they don't. They're awful. So Sarah Michelle Geller posted one of those as a reminder to herself not to overdo it when eating around the holidays. <laughs> She said, I'm just going to pin these up over my ha- all over my house as a reminder not to overeat on Thursday. Hashtag Thanksgiving prep. And it was a picture from her 2007 Maxim spread. <laughs> it, it, doesn't she weigh like 105 pounds, yeah. by the way? Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller, Geller, never been fat. No. Never been fat in her whole life. No, never. The picture she put up is 103 pounds. Open, yeah. so. Okay, I She's gotcha. really hoping to reach that. So stars are just like us. Yeah, they all, they all, you're right. We all do spreads for Maxim. Uh, <laughs> not all viewers were impressed. Uh, your caption is problematic, and I suggest you do some research on eating disorders, the mental health issues that go along with them, and how diet culture is harmful to women, one commenter said. But others hailed her common sense approach to holiday eating. One wrote, thank you for promoting a healthy lifestyle. You can go enjoy Thanksgiving without going crazy. Hmm. Okay. I mean, what do you th- I, I think it was some, I mean, I look at pictures of myself skinnier and go, oh, I'm thrilled that I should get back down to that, but I don't post it. Yeah, that's odd. That step, because you, I could see her doing that for herself, but once you post it, now it's a yeah. completely different thing. I don't think her intention was to make anybody else feel bad. Though. No, just herself. <laughs> In and front I, of everybody else. Yeah, and I'm down for Sarah Michelle Geller shaming. <laughs> Call it SMG shame. Uh, birthdays today. The Kid, Hall of Famer Ken Griffey Jr. Goldie Hawn. Favorite Goldie Hawn movie? Don't have one. Jesus, so fast to answer. <laughs> Bean? Um, I, I mean, I'd have to say Private Benjamin, but I've, I don't feel like I've seen a ton of Goldie Hawn movies. Well, you guys, That's my issue. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are missing out. I really like Overboard. Uh, Jenna Malone, you know her from Donnie Darko and the Hunger Games films. Nicolette Sheridan, Michael Strahan, Nikki, and Brie Bella, WWE superstars. All right. Same birthday. Uh, and uh, Bjork. Oh, I have some great Bjork for you. Oh, great. Perfect. There's no such thing. With our fingers, we make million holes. We run and we fall into potholes. I mean, she still got it. She's a killer. Uh, and that is what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We're giving you a chance to win uh, tickets for night two of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. Hell yeah, we are. There's nothing better than hearing people sing at 6.30 in the morning. It's time for Listener Rokey. Hit it, Steve. Listener Rokey, Listener Rokey. That's the game we're going to play. Listener Rokey, Listener Rokey. 
a, a little bit of a, a bonus for you. In addition to a pair of tickets to night two of the K-Rock's Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, we are also going to throw in a JBL Extreme 2 Bluetooth speaker. You know, Kevin, this is the golden age of speakers. They're just, know, they just sound better and better every single year. And this one is amazing. Has up to 15 hours of playtime, charges your devices via USB port. JBL is a great brand. You can buy it at JBL.com or Best Buy or BestBuy.com. So that, in addition to the tickets, all you have to do is sing any of the artists on night two. Who's our first contestant, please? Are we doing this uh, the same style we did yes, last time? Oh, yeah. Knockout yeah. round? Knock, knockout knockout round. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're the king until you get knocked out, and then we're going to hang up on you. Candace in Pasadena. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. You were the uh, first caller through, so I know that you are excited. So what are you going to sing for us? Yes. I'm going to sing Pompeii by Bastille. All right. All right. That's a great choice. Good luck to you. Here's Candace. All right. I was left to my own devices. Many days fell away with nothing to show. And the walls kept tumbling down okay, in the I believe, city. I believe we got the gist. I, I think we got okay. it. Thank, thank you, right. Candace. Appreciate that. I mean, it wasn't technically good. Oh, says the guy. Eh, 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 oh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 It was better than that, though. <laughs> I will give Candace credit. All right, she is in the lead right now. Who's going to try to knock her off next? Juan in Riverside. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, Juan, listen to Roki. What are you going to sing from night two? Flight to the Machine, Dog Days. Right. Okay, go ahead. The dark days are over. The dark days are over. Short and sweet, guys. You don't hear a lot of yodeling. No. Was he calling a pig, or what was happening there? (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm thinking he he knocked her out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think so, too. I I think it's Juan's world. I'm so sorry, Candace. Thank you for calling, and thank you for trying anyway. All right. Let's go to uh, Brendan in Anaheim. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Brendan, what are you going to sing for us? Obviously, it's got to be better than Juan to keep you on the line. I'm going to sing Broken by Lovely the Band. Fantastic. Great choice. Let's hear it. I like that you're broken, broken like me. Maybe that just makes me a fool. I like that you're lonely, lonely like me. I could be lonely with you. All right. I'm mad too late. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Don't need All to right. oversell. I think Good. he's moving on. I agree. Okay. It's Brendan's lead. Sorry, Juan. Thank you for playing anyway. This is very exciting. And Jensen, are you getting like uh, the sweats right now? Thinking back to your battle rap days? Oh, yeah. This is just like the roll call. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the line? <laughs> All right. Let's go to Celia in Anaheim. Hi there. Hi. Hi. What song are you going to sing for us? Uh, I'm gonna sing "Good Grief" by Bastille. All right. Okay. Every minute and every hour, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you more. Every stumble and each misfire, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you more. I enjoyed her commitment to the material. What did you guys think? I mean, it's a 
<laughs> her commitment to the material. Randy yeah, Jackson. she's going for it. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Jackson over there. Uh, it was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't tentative, is what I'm saying. The she rest of her, us would say she sold it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, there you go. She yeah. sold it. She put her whole heart and soul into it. Uh, I listen. She was valiant in her efforts, but I'm I'm going back to lovely I, band. I think I'm I'm still Brendan. Yeah, yeah. still team Brendan. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Celia, can't help you. We got time for just one more contestant trying to give away some tickets for night two. Let's make it uh, Mike in Santa Clarita. Hi there. Hi, good morning. What song are you going to sing for us today? I'm going to sing Billy Eilish. Sing me, uh... Billy Eilish, okay. What song? Is yeah, cut... uh, are you cutting out or you're... Mike, what what, what song are you going to sing? Oh, he's you cut... should see me in a crown. Okay, go. Oh, go. go. Now he says it. Well, okay. we can still hear you. Okay, you still hear me? Yep, mm-hmm. go. You should see me in a crown. Going to walk around. <laughs> Thanks for so, calling. He's my favorite. <laughs> Appreciate the effort. All right. Let's go back to Brendan. Brendan, congratulations. Enjoy that JBL Extreme Team Bluetooth speaker. And we'll see you at the forum on December 9th for all the great acts, including Florence and Machine, Death Cap, Beauty, Bastille, Mike Shinon, and more. How about that? Yes. I'm so happy. Thank you, J-Rock. We're happy you did a great job. And thank you for playing Listen to Roki. Listen to Roki. Listen to Roki. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Our friend Jensen Carp is a, uh, I would say, a pop culture early adopter, mm-hmm. which is why sure. we do this feature every week called Get Up on This. Get up, get on 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 up on this. Guys, uh, when it comes to get up on this, I try my hardest to keep it varied, especially when it comes to music picks. Because if you let me have it, I'm going to play French Montana all day long. Sure. Just continuously. (laughs) No stopping. Barely any talking. Just me dropping maybe an air horn every once in a while. (laughs) Uh, So I try to gravitate away from hip-hop for you. I've gotten you up already on a couple of those. We've had R&B picks. We've had a couple good rock rock band picks. But it's time we gravitate towards pop music this week. Pop music, okay. Because I'm a fan of pop music when it's really good. I know that I'm very bean-like about that. Well, when it's really good, though, but but 10% of it is really good. That's and true. The rest is all copying the 10%. Yeah, we're just bubblegum and doesn't have any yeah. real substance in it. So when it comes to 24-year-old Alec Benjamin... Never you, heard of. Either of you? Bean? No. Mm-mm. All no. right, good. Uh, we had Billie Eilish on the show... Uh, And she's incredible. And what I like about her and what you'll be seeing uh, from her at Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas is a smart, beyond her years, mature songwriting technique, which she does along with her brother, but something that actually brings something to the table, not just like, you know, Britney Spears Toxic, which is a bop. Stop using the word bop. But but uh, at the same time is also just sort of, you know, it's a song you just dance to or whatever. These songs, to me, actually have thought and emotions and, and their own personalities into this them. Is that, I'm, you're articulating that very well, Jensen. And let me add, my favorite kind of pop music is pop music that is specific to that person. Yes. Like, like you feel like Toxic is a great song, but it could have been recorded by 20 other artists. Exactly. And I know that uh, Kevin does, hates to admit it, but Taylor Swift is the only one who can do Taylor Swift songs that because they're true. very personal. Yeah. And that's, and that's how I feel about Billie Eilish, and I'm excited to learn about Alec Benjamin. Yes, and Alec Benjamin's a similar way. Progressive songwriter, mature tone, goes above his years. You're going to love it. And it draws in adults as well. That's okay. the thing. Is like in addition to the kids 
that love pop music. It'll bring in uh, weirdos like Bean and I. Uh, Originally from Phoenix, but now out of Los Angeles, he went to USC and moved to L.A. because of that. And he released his first music out of a dorm room back in 2014, which got the attention of record labels. And uh, his YouTube channel became very successful and popular. But he has had a slightly rough ride in the industry uh, until these last few months when he had a breakout song called Let Me Down Slowly, which now earned over 85 million streams. Let's listen to that. Wow. If you want to go, then I'll be so lonely. If you're leaving, baby, let me down slowly. Cold skin, drag my feet on the tile. As I'm walking down the corridor. And I know we haven't talked in a while. So I'm looking for an open door. Don't cut me down, throw me out, baby. In a waste I once was a man with dignity and grace. Now I'm slipping through the cracks of your golden race. So When his voice changes, he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a nightmare. Uh, also, when people stop hitting him in the crotch over and over right before he sings. I, but I love the voice. That's the weird part. Is that it, I do too, but it was very unexpected. Yes. <laughs> he's also 24, which right. isn't necessarily young. Uh, but he he's able to sort of have that bedroom R&B pop sound but also have these sort of heavy lyrics that aren't just throwaways. Uh, he's toured over the world, uh, all over the world over the past two years. Uh, he also, as a kid, used to, it's kind of a cute story and it shows up in all his press. He used to drive to local shows when he was performing. So he'd go city to city, but then find out like Sean Mendez is nearby performing at a big arena. So he would go there, perform for, uh, for the parking, like the parking garage and stuff and in line. Really? And then he would force people to come to his shows with like a card uh, and people remember him from that uh there's a reason people like taylor swift are massive it's because they are able to have this type of music that speaks to so many people he's currently on an 18 city tour that is completely sold out uh but you can get the tickets online and we'll get into that in a minute uh it's all this music is from a new mixtape he put out last week called narrated for you it's downloadable everywhere uh he's really good at examining and talking about the pitfalls of youth through storytelling that normally would make my eyes roll, like, mm-hmm. oh, teenagers. <laughs> uh, but like on this song, uh, the nostalgia soaked 1994, he shows a little bit more depth. I wanted to be just like them, just like them, just like them. Campbell's chicken noodle soup. When you stay home from school, remember watching MTV. When there was still music for you, just a kid on Troya Street. From my city built in the sand My father said you'll be a man Be a man, be a man I like it. Well, that's good. He's great, right? Yeah, that's really good. He's going to be at the Roxy on December 7th, but that is sold out, so you'll be paying top dollar on one of those second sites. Uh, but listen, he's great, and this is my favorite song from him. It's called I Built a Friend, and it's touching as hell. We had so much fun together. We had so much fun. Then I left for college in September, and we wept. We can't be together, so I kept pictures to remember my old friend, my old friend. Kid's great. He's one to watch.
All right, we're sold already. <laughs> All right. Again, his name is Alec Benjamin. If you enjoy Thoughtful Pop, that is for you, and that is my Get Up On This. Get Up, Get On Up, 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 On This. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How about the Kevin Bean Afro line? Your calls on the air anytime, day or night. Leave us a message with our voicemail here at the show, 323-520-AFRO. Uh, Bean, do you have that, uh, uh, whatever her name is, your pizza's here? Shannon! Shannon! Your pizza! <laughs> 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 Best delivery man ever. <laughs> Um, there's a guy that called in on the Afro line who does a parody of that. But do you remember when we were talking about um, products that you used in a different way than they were intended? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you accidentally brush your teeth with uh, hemorrhoid cream. And one of those was anal relaxer? Yes. Right. <laughs> That's the whole setup for this one. Bean! Your ass cream! It's here! I don't know what he said, but I love it. Bean, your ass cream is here, is what he said. Uh, Bean mentioned that he loves the look of people with braces. I do. Hey, that guy, Bean, he said braces are hot? They are. You know who wears braces? Children. (laughs) Um, Let's not also forget who his lord and savior was. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. You guys do what you want with it. All right, I don't think we need to bring bring that up. But I, I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about adults who wear braces. It's a very attractive look. And I'm think, I'm think, I'm trying to figure out a way to get them. I think I would look better with braces. This is, this is, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to creep me out at 730 in the morning. But, but congratulations. Yeah. Take that, you filthy animals. I don't uh, have right. any idea what that was about. I like but. it. Uh, Baby Shark is a song that is annoying. Once you hear four seconds of it, you sing it for the rest of the day. Remember, um, I think it was last week when I got to do the uh, broadcast on Fox Sports West. And yes, stuff. I watch it every day. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, something happened that I noticed as well that this listener points out. So I was at a Kings game last night and saw Kevin's big head everywhere, which is awesome for his charity. And uh, everything was amazing. What wasn't amazing was the organ player playing Baby Shark. Dear God, if I don't get enough of that, I have to hear it at a Kings game. Oh, yeah, and they lost, so Kevin, you can't go to any more games. Bye. Uh, I saw that as well, and I tried to take a picture because they do a thing where you can request it, and then they put the Twitter handle up there of the person who requested that song. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to get a picture of who it was so I could shame them, but yeah, I was that, unable to. That person is just uh, trolling of every course, other yeah. parent that has to hear that song. Of course, there's no way somebody sent that in on, you know, because they really wanted to hear it. Yeah. But the guy on the organ who they now show, they have a camera there. They show him, and he's playing Baby Shark. And he's singing along. Yes. He's not. He's not tied up and, and forced to do it. Seems happily. Okay. I don't know. Um. Hi, Kevin. Um. Uh, hi. My name is. I was working in the lab late one night. What did you do? Okay. <laughs> so last week. I was driving to work, and as I exit the freeway, my gas light turns on. I'm like, Ooh. whatever, park the car, 
after work, hop in the car, and I'm like, I don't want to put gas. I just want to go home. Right. So I drive home about 30 minutes, and I pick up my fiance to get something to eat, and then real casual, I'm like, hey, you know, we have to stop and put gas. And and as we get next to the pump, the truck just completely shuts off on us. And I was like, hey, we made it. And he's like, sorry, Brittany, why are you like this? But you guys, honestly, I didn't hear a single word because I was like, Bernie, you are the queen of the Zero Mile Club. Do, do, do. <laughs> I love that she celebrates herself with that sound at the end. I do, too. She is like Snoop Dogg thanking himself <laughs> at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Muggles, you killed it, bro. Right? You killed it. I want to hear more of that mumblecore rap, baby. Unfire beer mug. What's up, man? It's Beer Mug. Beer Mug! A.K.A. Muggos. Muggos! This is my new song called Mumble Rap. Ha! About to get it. <laughs> I got a bottle of Coke. Sniff it! You got a bottle of Coke. Drink it! Rob skills are not a joke. Laughing. Got allergies up in my nose. Sneezing! Pass me the weed and I'll toke. Coughing! Exhale all of my smoke. Breathing! Rolling around on the flow. Dying! Call it murder, she wrote. Angela! Kevin and Bean is the show. Stupid! K-Rock on your radio. Tune in! I hop in Denny's for show. Stumbling and slurring, you know. Kevin and Mr. Shell's a boat. Sinking. Radio Durf is the code. What? This is the best morning show. That's right. Number one on radio. Hell no. Slump time, where should I go? Hungry. I want a fat burrito. Hooper. Maybe I'll get a taco. Supreme. Maybe I'll get some nachos. Cheesy. Maybe I'll just get like hoe. Skinny. And that means I could eat mo. Piggy. Then I might go back for mo. Seconds. Then I'll hit toilet bowl. Poo poo. Baseball's our number one sport. Home run. Mama Mugs doesn't support. Dodgers. I hate living at home. Loser. Can afford to live on my own. Expensive. Can someone please pick up the phone. Ringing. How long should this rap go? Forever After pee I gotta go Urine Twice I just run the word go Genius Mumble rap Mumble in This is mumble rapping Mumble in Mumble rap This is mumble rapping Mumble i I'm all mumbles in the mumble looba Looks like you came back for mo Bring it I am the star of the show Beer mug My belly I like to show Harry Flabby and feeling like go Fat ass No one can mess with my flow Try it Jackets don't try this at home Knoxville Hate me but you're the asshole Douchebag Something that rhymes with asshole Finish Mumble rap Mumble in This is mumble rapping Mumble in Mumble rap This is mumble rapping Mumble i I'm all mumbles in the mumble looba By the way that guy ended his call with higher beer mug Yeah yeah, uh, unfire beer, unfire, unfire beer, beer mug. Yeah. yeah, so that's a, a fantastic song that beer mug did by himself. Yeah, Muggos, everybody. It's, right? It's uh, it's somewhere between Gerardo Rico Suave and <laughs> Hammer Adams Family Groove. <laughs> I feel like you're just jealous, Jetson. <laughs> no, he's very good. Three two three five two zero. Go ahead, you do it. I I, I screwed up anyway. Nope. Three two three five two zero A F R O. Twenty four hours a day. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. You guys, um, beer mugs. Yes. No. Invited in the yes. studio and no. sitting in front of a microphone. Oh my God! Should I turn it <laughs> turn on? Turn his mic on. Okay, just it's on you man. then. It's on you then. You need me for this. At this point, you have to at least acknowledge that you're aware the beer mug works here. <laughs> I mean, he works here, but Come does that on. mean I turn on his microphone yes. automatically? Yes, that's okay. what it means. That's a bad choice, Bean. Beer mug is part of the family, <laughs> and it's the holidays, and he should be welcome at our table. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's time for Bean Mix's Guest. <laughs> Bean Mix's Guest, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Mix's Guest, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beamix's guests. 
Yes! I don't see how those clips are appropriate to what we're doing. We've had that conversation before, asked and answered. I would have felt a lot better about this topic had K-Rock not, not posted it on all of its social media yesterday ahead of doing BBX's guest. So I'm afraid that you guys have already read the article. But there was a headline made when the Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody, crossed the $128 million mark and is now the second highest domestic grossing music biopicture of all time. Now, this does not include documentaries. This is just, uh, you know, they hire an actor to play a musician, a real-life musician. And there's a long history of movies that have been made about musicians, groups, and solo artists. Bohemian Rhapsody is now number two on the all-time list here in the United States. So what I'm going to ask you guys to do is tell me what's what else is in the top ten. What other movies made about musicians are in the top 10 all-time U.S. box office? Again, no documentaries, and I'll also save you this guess. It looks like they don't consider Spinal Tap a real band. Who are these people? Garbage. Because I guess that was a comedy made-up band for the movie. So don't have to, that. you don't have to guess Spinal Tap. So Bohemian Rhapsody we know is number two. Kevin, you are up first. What movie do you think might also be in top ten? In fact, you might even want to think what could be the highest grossing of all time. Walk Hard. That was an actual real <laughs> guess from Kevin. Did you read the article yesterday? No. Number Chip, three. Chipper. Whoa! Wow. Number three. In fact, that's the one that the Queen movie went ahead of. The story of Johnny Cash and June Carter has made $119 million. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody just went ahead of that. That's Walk the Line. Yeah. That's Walk the Line. Walk Hard is the comedy. Is everything you said opposite? Uh, yeah. No fake oh, bands. No. So, Ke- <laughs> I thought you yeah. said Walk the Line. I had Walk the Line on my little Listen, list. Oh, I'll take it. Walk the Line as my choice. <laughs> I'm going to give Kevin Walk the line because I misheard it. <laughs> oh, man. I I'm hope you so mishear me. Got a point. <laughs> Kevin got a point. I'm so sorry. I feel like a moron. All right. Uh, Beer Mug, I think you're next. Straight out of Compton. Uh, number one, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. That's just bad order for me. $161 million. That is the top all-time music biopic. All right. So we got number one, number two, and number three. Jensen, it's to you. <sighs> We're in a tough spot here, but I'm going to have to say, what's love got to do with it? Uh, oh, number 10. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Well done. That it. was the Tina Turner story, of course, uh, played by Angela Bassett, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. $39 million. Number 10, all time music bio box office. Kevin, you're up. Tenacious D in the pick of destiny. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, no. Cult, cult movie not on this list, at least in the it's top a ridiculous 20. list. <laughs> we weren't talking about which ones you liked the most, right. which ones made the most money. All right, Muggs. The Doors with Val Kilmer. Wow. That's a great guess. Number 14, though. Oh. I'm sorry. Number 14. Great movie. I watched that within the last month. Directed by Oliver Stone. Great movie. All right, uh, Jensen, you're up. Hmm. Finding myself at a real crossroads here. Um, Let's say... Let's say Woodstock. Woodstock is a documentary, no documentary. Well, well, well the Dimitri Martin. Uh, uh, it's not on there, though. Wait, oh, yeah, the Ang Lee yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No. That was a fictional story, anyway. All right, Kevin, you're up. You're being pretty picky, Bean. It's not, it's not <laughs> me being picky. I'm giving you parameters so that you can guess right. Kevin and Bean's rock star. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that... Oh, Come on! Oh, wow, that seemed... That what? Seemed... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't make it. Muggsy. <clears throat> this was a terrible movie, but I... I... Think it made a lot of money. Uh, all eyes on me. 
ladies and gentlemen, number what? nine. Wow. God, it's killing. What? Number wow. nine. You're good at this. That was the Tupac movie. Yeah. yeah. I saw that movie in theaters. Wow. <laughs> 44 million. Not well a good done. movie. All right, Jensen. Although that, that kid looks so much like Tupac, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, he really, really did. Does. All right, Jensen, I believe you're up. Uh, I'm running out of guesses here, guys. I, I I don't know. Chip's also writing ones down, and I'm making me more nervous. Uh, I, I I wish there was a Papa Roach movie, I, just so I could answer with it. I'm, I'm passing. All right. If Jensen is out, shall I just go ahead oh, and unveil it? One more guess. All right. One more guess for, for Muggs. Okay. Because uh, this will put me in the lead, and I, I think I'll win. And then I have one. La Bamba. La Bamba is number six. Yes! Although, technically, uh, technically, I think he said Lumbamba. He said, La, he said Lumbarba, <laughs> which is a movie about I, the seats in your car. He said La Bamba. Uh, that is the story of the great Los Angeles Hispanic artist Richie Valens, number six. Well killed. done, Mug. Right, he one, killed. One last guess. Airheads. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry, Come on! Come on! Ridiculous. Um, some of the ones uh, outside the top ten, in case you're wondering, Great Balls of Fire, the Jerry Lee Lewis movie, the Buddy Holly story, Get On Up, the one that was uh, the no. James Brown movie from a couple of years ago, the Selena movie, uh, Notorious, the B.I.G. movie, was at number 11. Here's your top ten. What's Love Got to Do With It? All Eyes on Me. Number eight, Jersey Boys, the story mm. of the Four Seasons. Mm. Number seven, I believe it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, Amadeus. Yeah. Wow, I would I wouldn't Never. have got that in a million guesses. Amadeus. No. All right. Then La Bamba was number six. Coal Miner's Daughter, the Loretta Lynn movie at number five. Ray at number four. Sure. Jamie Foxx won his Academy Award for playing Ray Charles. And then Walk the Line, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Straight Outta Compton. Congratulations to Muggs. You are our winner. This Woo! has been Beat Makes Us Guess. Beat Makes Us Guess, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen's in for Allie with What's Happening. This is uh, one of my favorite What's Happenings of the whole week, Jensen, and I think you know why. That's right. We're going to get into That's My Jam, but first, let's give away some tickets. I've got uh, three pairs of tickets, so we're going to have three different winners, to see Amy Schumer at the Orpheum Theater on December 5th. Tickets are available at LiveNation.com, but you don't have to go there. If you win, call in now. Can I get the uh, call now? Sure. Give it to oh, me. You call oh, yeah. now. 1-800-520-1067. I love you. It's my favorite thing of the whole morning. Uh, I'll take callers 11, 12, and 13. What a Thanksgiving gift that would be to get these Amy Schumer tickets. That would be pretty cool. She's a funny lady. Uh, Guys, so we normally talk about news here and gossip and uh, things about Drake. Uh, But I'm going to change it up. We do it every week. But normally we do it at the end of the week. But because of Thanksgiving, we're going to do it early. We ask everyone here on the Kevin and Bean morning staff to come up with songs that I wish we could call bops, but we're just going to call them jams. (laughs) Things that we, going into the weekend, are going to be blasting. And we're very excited to present it. We make it a playlist, which we'll go over at the end. But first, let's see our new picks. Kevin? What's your jam of the week? Have you guys ever uh, been listening to music and you come across a song that you don't know? And then you research it and you go, I, I bought it clearly. <laughs> I have no idea why or oh, when. It's, it's already on your phone. Yes. But you had completely forgotten it existed. I have no idea why I would buy it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a band called Caravan Palace. And it's a French group and they call themselves Electro Swing Band. Hmm. So there's a lot of swing in this. Okay. And a little rap. And it's a super bizarre song for me to pick. But it's Caravan Palace, Lone Digger. Baby, can you move it on the rhythm so we can't get it within two rounds? Get us a rock and roll round. Down, down, body, body, coming with a super hottie. Let's go. Let's go. Have no fear. Can you move it on the rhythm? Because you know we'll live it. The last thing's beat up. It ain't no game. Just turn up all the things when I come up on the best scene. <laughs> come on. That's odd, that right? Baby shark annoying. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we selling gum? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Look, I get to pick, right? Uh, not for much longer. <laughs> I think that was that was uh, from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Jesus. Allie is out. She's uh, doing cool things Thanksgiving week, like sitting on her couch and watching movies and TV. Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, but she gave us some real festive uh, music for our That's My Jam this week. Uh, it's Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Have you okay. guys watched the new Adam Sandler comedy special? I've not. I- I tried. Not I got you. about 10 minutes in. I could not take the baby voice. I just couldn't take it anymore. People really like it, though. I know. I've it's heard it's really good. Yeah. reviews. But I've been with Bean in the recent past that I just, I can't, can't take his it. Voice? Can't take yeah. that anymore. Yeah, it's a little yeah. much. But I'm excited to watch it. Jensen, it's pretty much up to you to make anyone want to listen to this Hey, how playlist. dare you? My, my song was great. Uh, no, Baby Shark's good. <laughs> Well, mine is uh, teetering into hip-hop. It's French Montana and Drake. It's a song that is just killing me when it comes on the radio. I love it. It's called No Stylist. No Stylist. No Chanel, Nike track, doing roll with some waps. And that's capo in the back. And that's roll in the back. Don't need Gucci on my back. TV Gucci got my back. Don't know where y'all is sitting at. I've been here. I've been back. In the lala, word is sack. I need action. That's a fact. I style. No stylish, no Chanel, St. Laurent, Gucci bag, All right. It's a bop. It is a bop. I save the day, guys. <laughs> save the day. So listen, we have all of the That's My Jam songs. The That's My Jam playlist, you can get. We put it up at, at Kevin and Bean on Instagram in our stories. You can get to it easily there or on Kevin and Bean's Facebook. And we'll be tweeting it out. And it'll be on krock.com. So you have absolutely no excuse not to join our playlist because it's got good music on it. Birthdays, Ken Griffey Jr., Hall of Fame Seattle Mariner. Goldie Hawn, Jenna Malone, Nicolette Sheridan, Michael Strahan, Nikki and Brie Bella from the WWE, and then singer-actress-and-weirdo Bjork. And that is what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. It is a time to make some money going into the holiday weekend, ladies and gentlemen. From Las Vegas, our friend R.J. Bell is on the line. Hit it, Steve. Cause he's R.J. is not only the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press, he does the first national sports betting show on Fox Sports Radio weekdays from 3 till 4. RJ, welcome back, sir. How are you? I got to be honest, I'm a little shook. A little shook? shook. Yeah, Why? I've got, you know, alligator blood, as they said, in rounders. But right before the segment, you guys said we almost lost the RJ Bell song. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I would have, like, not had, I would have canceled Thanksgiving oh, for, we, for myself. RJ, we'd call the Smithsonian and get their copy. Don't worry about it. it, it, it I heard there's a, I heard a rumor it's in a bunker that, is that, is that true? Yes, under the Smithsonian we built a bunker. It actually, just coincidentally, they built the Smithsonian there. It has nothing to do with the quality of it. RJ, I want to know two things before we look at this week's picks. Uh, first of all, congratulations on another winning week last week in the Kevin being show two in one week um was the chiefs rams monday night game and the long history of you watching football games the greatest nfl game you've ever seen boy this is there's such 
a dichotomy here. Two camps. One camp, and I think it's more people love it. It's like a video game. Action, 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 right? Right. The other camp is, this ain't football, right? Football's <laughs> got defense. Uh-huh. And I'll be honest with you, I'm probably 50-50. I love the, uh, to see an exceptional unit on the field. The offenses, that unit, exceptional for Kansas City, exceptional for the Rams. But I do believe that defense should matter some. So we do our power rankings, right? We rank the teams 1 to 32. The top six teams in the Vegas power rankings have the top six offenses. So if, if that's all that matters, it is a fundamentally different game. Yeah. And I'm not sure I love that. But again, we can always overreact to one season or two seasons. We'll see what happens. Okay. And it must have been, uh, you must have been, on pins and needles, knowing that you had the Chiefs plus three and a half when you're watching a game where the lead changes six times. And, of course, you ended up being right with it. Oh, I tell you this. Uh, I actually, before the game, my mom was in town. She comes in for Thanksgiving with the rest of the family. She came a little early. I took her to see A Star is Born, uh, which I thought was excellent, by the way. And It's great. Then after <laughs> the movie... We were watching the game, and she's, like, kind of getting ready for dinner and all that. And I'm like, we can't leave. We can't leave. So I was actually at the casino watching. It, <laughs> it was thrilling. But I tell you, getting that three and a half made it less stressful. Yeah, Absolutely. Of course. All right. Let's take a look at this week's picks from Las Vegas. The big dog game. You got to Oakland traveling to Baltimore is this the uh, is this the biggest spread we've seen this year RJ no we're uh, you know we're looking at in, in the 11 range here and there's been games actually you, if you might remember Minnesota was favored by 17 against oh. the Bills and the Bills won the game <laughs> wow right <laughs> and Kansas City was favored by about 17 against uh, Arizona but l- listen double digits here and here's why I like the Raiders the big dog Last week, Baltimore started rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson. He won the Heisman. Very talented athlete, not a conventional quarterback in the NFL. They ran 27 times the quarterback. Think about that. It's the most in NFL history. He ran 27 times past 19. Wow, that is odd. Yeah, and it was a big surprise, and Cincinnati got beat by Baltimore. Now the Raiders know it's coming, and you got to wonder, Baltimore's such a big favorite. Do they risk running him so much? Because every time the quarterback runs, he could get injured, and and a real chance of that. So I think conservative game plan by Baltimore means us getting 11 points is even more valuable. Big dog of the week, Raiders plus 11. Very interesting. All right, the aforementioned Buffalo Bills are hosting Jacksonville this weekend. This is your best bet. Yeah, we're going with the Bills. Some might say the two worst teams in the NFL, Raiders and Bills, but, hey, we're contrarian. Best bet. (laughs) Getting three and a half. Couple reasons. One, Jacksonville, you may remember, made the AFC title game last year, almost beat the Patriots. This year, they are out of the playoffs. Last week, they lost to the Steelers. It was a heartbreaking game, a comeback by the Steelers. And literally, we call this the dream crusher. What does that mean? <laughs> it means whatever your dream was entering the season, it got crushed by that one loss. Oh, RJ, that's also what I called my dad. It, well, I hear you. But that was every day, yeah. right? This was one big crushing blow. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that the next game is just hard to get motivated for because your dream has been crushed. Also, here's a trend to finish up. If you have a team that's lost five straight games or more, and Jacksonville has, and they're still favored, 
okay, which they are in this game. Right. It's happened 100 plus times in the last 30 years. The favorite team that's been losing a bunch only covers 43%. So it's one of those things, oh, there's some reason they should still be favored. But no, 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 they really shouldn't be. We're going to take the underdog Bills plus three and a half. I don't pretend to be better than you at this at all, but I just want to remind you that you took the Raiders and the Bills so far. Exactly. And that's the thing. Okay. Guys like you are giving me value. <laughs> all right. Last pick is your big game, RJ. And, you know, we do this segment every week, year after year. You rarely bring us a Patriots game. Why are you so interested in this game against the Jets? Because this seems like an easy, an easy win for New England. Maybe this is just a holiday cheer. But I got a new name for this pick. Okay. It's the best time to be bad. It's the best time to be bad. And here's what it means. Being bad is laying road favorites, right? We're always saying don't lay points on the road. Well, this is a rare time. Patriots are favored by nine points on the road. And if you want to be bad, this is the best time to be bad. (laughs) Let's lay it with the Pats here. And here's why. When Belichick loses and he just had the biggest loss 24 points against the Titans of his career with Brady. It's never been a bigger loss. Right. And now he had a bye. So when you have a road favor, you're always worried, are they focused? Well, Belichick off the worst loss of his career with Brady and then 14 days to stew about it, I can promise you the Patriots are going to be ruthless in this game. And the Jets, they've got an injured rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold, or a McCown, the backup, who played one of the worst games of the year when he backed up last game for Darnold. So you got a horrible quarterback either way with the Jets. I mean, Darnold may become a good quarterback. He's not right now. And you've got a Belichick and the Patriots team that's out for blood. It's the best time to be bad. Pats minus nine. This could be the game of the weekend that where a team scores 50, right? It's going to be that kind of game. <laughs> I think so, because I, I, I think he will want to run it up to make a statement. All right. Oakland plus 11. You heard him right at Baltimore. Buffalo plus three and a half hosting Jacksonville. New England minus nine. New York Jets. You can find these and all the other games at RJ, uh, RJ, excuse me, pregame.com on Twitter, RJ in Vegas. The RJ Bell Dream Preview Podcast has college and football games. And as we mentioned, the national betting show is straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell. Weekdays 3 to 4 on Fox Sports Radio. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving with the family, R.J. We've enjoyed it so far this season. We'll look forward to coming back and doing it again next week, my friend. Absolutely. Same to you guys. Thank you. Because he's R.J. Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Comedian, podcaster, actor, our friend. I will say our close personal friend, ladies and gentlemen, the great Doug Benson joins hey. us back in the studio on the Kevin hey. and Bean Show. K-Rock. Doug. Hey, what's up? How are you, man? It's great to see you. Happy holidays. Oh, it's, uh, it's such a wonderful time of year. I just <laughs> I just tweeted this morning, hate to burst your bubble holiday fans, but uh, summer is the most wonderful time of the right? year. <laughs> you don't have any love for Thanksgiving, Christmas? Not really, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, when I was a kid, I loved all that stuff. Right. But as an adult with no kids, it's what's the point? And, you, no, and no real religious uh, affiliation, you know? Do you okay. have Friendsgivings? Uh-uh. I'm going <laughs> to... Do you have friends? <laughs> I've got sh- shows in New York this weekend, so I'm flying on Thanksgiving. 
Oh. I'm going to be in the air through all of it. Smart. I don't know if you saw the traffic last night, all the pictures of the traffic last night of people leaving town, driving. Whew. Well, he still has to get to the airport. What a nightmare. That's true. Oh, I, I do have to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doug, you are one of the most personable and approachable people I have ever met. I'm, I'm are you almost... asking him out? <laughs> no, I'm not. I would be stunned if Doug Benson is not a guy who has hundreds of friends in Southern California. You seem like a very social person. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm mostly social in like in in the uh, the work. You know, I like hanging out with other comedians at comedy clubs and having them as guests on my shows and stuff. And I do, mm-hmm. I do probably the number of friends probably counts in like the hundreds. But um, I don't. You know, most of them go somewhere for Thanksgiving uh, and Christmas. But if so they you don't have people but you if get they together don't, with for the holidays, some people will get together. You know, are you are you doing an <laughs> intervention? Being yeah, what's, yeah what's happening? You feel feeling sad for me or something? Um, Jensen, I demand that you invite Doug to your Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> you you are highly welcome to come hang out with my Jewish mom and me. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, she'll just complain to you about how much I call. Yeah, no, yeah. you get you get a lot of I get a lot of calls and texts from my Jewish friends. Yeah. Uh, like you know, if you need somewhere to go on Christmas, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna. Go out for Chinese. Yeah, we'll all be at Genghis <laughs> Cohen on Fairfax. That's how it works for sure. Now you do the twelve guests of Christmas every year, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be at the Largo at the Coronet with two big shows on December second and third. Uh, yeah, everything, that's... everything is super secret, or you, or you can spill some beans about what to expect if people go. <laughs> I just like you work your own name in your yeah, right? <laughs> He does um, it every interview. Was, was talent. He's always talking about spilling beans. <laughs> uh, honey, beans spilled again. Um, Why are you making it sound like a sex euphemism? I know. Not at all. It, uh, you, You're the one that said it. Yeah, you heard the words. Oh, uh, so what was the question? Uh, the question is, what are you allowed to say about the 12 guests? Because that's, oh, uh, that's quite well, a Well, you know, I like to keep all of my guests secret on the shows because I just think it's more fun and disappointment's a bad way to start a show if, uh, you know, if I don't get the biggest names. Right. But... But Lady Gaga will I be. I will say this. Yes, Bradley Cooper one night, <laughs> Lady Gaga the other. No, it's... Um, uh, I'll I'll spill two beans so that to get people to come to both nights because uh, it looks like night one Sunday December second uh, I believe John Hamm will be there. Hey, oh, all right, and, He's uh, always hilarious. and it's looking like night two. <laughs> <laughs> he is though. It's weird. <laughs> He's one of the funniest guys in Hollywood. Oh, you were being serious. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were John being a dick. Is hilarious. Okay. No, he is. He really is. <laughs> but yeah, it does. You don't know which way somebody's going on that when they say it. <laughs> that. Don Draper. What a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar Schindler. So funny. <laughs> but right, so that's uh, that's the Sunday night. How about Monday? Sunday night? And then uh, the one I'll reveal on Monday night is uh, Sarah Silverman. Will be oh, there. All right. Great. Yeah, speaking of stellar. Jews. <laughs> stellar, stellar stars both nights. Yeah, and then 11 other uh, people just crowding the stage and making you go, well, well, I want more of ham. <laughs> I want more ham? I want more ham. People are that's what people say around the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the 12 guests of uh, Christmas at the Largo at the Cornet. Two big shows, Sunday the 2nd, Monday the 3rd. Tickets available right now through DougLovesMovies.com. How current are you on the uh, the onslaught of fourth quarter movies right now, Doug? You've been going to see a lot of them lately? I've seen a few, but um, it's really going to... That's another thing I'm going to spend most of my December doing is seeing all the Oscar bait and yeah. uh, you know all that stuff. But, of course, I've already seen uh, Star is Born, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I think they're both stupid talented. Bradley Cooper directed that thing, yeah. wrote a bunch of the songs. Like I didn't even know that guy could sing. 
Like when, I didn't either before Where's he been hiding that? I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculously talented. Yeah. Do you remember a couple but of years? But he's ugly. He's got to live with that face. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to be ugly in the movie with that stringy hair. Oh, remember, do you remember when he did Elephant Man? <laughs> yeah, I it saw was, it. It was just him with like a little bit of a snarl. He like, didn't even do much to his face. <laughs> right, but his body was all twerked. And, yeah. like, it was an uh, exhausting performance. <laughs> yeah. But you were saying, Bean? <laughs> I was saying, speaking of Bradley Cooper, who, who is better at everything than everybody, do you remember a couple of years ago when he did an interview on television in fluent French. Ugh. And it just, just blew that's annoying. people's just mind. Him. <laughs> and then there's that then there's that old clip of him where he's a student at the uh, school where they did Inside of the Actors Studio. Yes, that's and right. And he asked Sean Penn a question. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, there's, every time you watch that show, you could never possibly think anybody in the audience is going to turn out to be more famous someday <laughs> than, the person, than the person they're talking to. <laughs> we laugh about Bradley Cooper. I know we're going on a deep dive here, but because when he was on Alias and he played like her, like Jennifer Garner's like sniveling boyfriend, we were like, this guy's a loser. So snivelly. Yeah, Turns out just a great actor. Anywhere, right? Just playing, a great actor. Playing snivelly well. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen the Harry Potter movie yet? Mm-mm. No. I don't know if Are I will. Are you into the Harry Potter world? I don't know if I will. I like all the Harry Potter movies, but uh, that, that first Fantastic Beast didn't didn't do much for me. Like, First of all, it's like called Where Where to Find Them. They're in his suitcase the whole time. <laughs> and then... Uh, Spoiler alert. And they're making them like two and a half hours long. It's just yeah, it's they too do, they much. They are getting too long. I'll just watch it in, uh, on a plane someday, maybe. Your movies are like a, a tight 82 minutes, right? Like the good Lord intended. Oh, I wish movies were that right? short. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, it really is a great... If you can't tell your story in an hour and a half, then make a part two six months later, right? Well, that's the thing is it's, uh, you know, they they do that silly thing where they make seven Harry Potter movies and split up the last two just to get one more movie out. But yeah. there's so much material in those books that they should have just been doing parts of the books all along. They could have made 30 movies. I mean, I don't know that we needed 30 movies, but <laughs> I'm, you well, know, they could have. That was an exaggeration because <laughs> I'm on a morning comedy show. But but you know what I mean, though? Like, it could have been more. They always just do it at the end. They did it with right. Hunger Games. That's you right. know what I mean? They just suddenly decide to split up that last book. But every book is thick as F. All right. I have one more question for her before we take a break, Doug. And we got a bunch <laughs> of stuff we want to run by. And that is, you're a big movie fan. Um, the biggest. What... <sighs> Is there anyone? <laughs> What's happening right anyone now? Anyone waiting for three or four or however many more Avatar movies they're going to be? Um, you know what, dude? I went to Disney World recently, and that uh, Avatar ride there—you have to sign up for it months in advance. Really? No. Yeah, like to get a fast pass, you got to you got to sign up uh, ninety days ahead of time of it's when still you're, of when you're going to be there. Yeah, because that's not a movie that I imagine anybody is going. Hey, I want to see that again. Let's put Avatar back. But on, it sounds you know? like a really fun ride. Like that, it doesn't matter. That yeah, true. It's, that it's Avatar. I would go see an, a, a new Avatar. Oh, I you wouldn't. Have, you haven't no, lost your enthusiasm? No. Well, hasn't I mean, it been 10 gonna, years since the last one or something? It hasn't been solid enthusiasm. I have forgotten about <laughs> it for <laughs> most of those years. Number one, it's going to be like four hours long. Oh, that's true. That's Two, not good. I, I can't even remember a name of a character. It's lucky <laughs> I even remember Navi, if that's the right way to say it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, I think it, it is. didn't stick with me at all. I don't remember anything from it. I'm, yeah. go I'm just saying I'm going. I just feel like it was a moment in time where James Cameron was showing off some hot new technology. Yeah. And we we saw it. We went, okay, the, de the, the demonstration was effective. And then yeah. you move on. It's not like it's a movie that anyone cares about. I just can't believe they're making so many of them. 
Yeah, of all the, uh, uh, you know, characters that are different colors that uh, right. <laughs> Zoe Saldana has played, <laughs> blue is my least favorite. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Put that on the poster, James. But that it was, meant- uh, you know, that uh, Avatar, I will say that I've be- never been as impressed with 3D since, like, it's the best looking 3D movie. It was amazing. Yeah, that's true. Most yeah. of the 3D movies are not shot they in They don't, 3D. yeah, and yeah. they just don't. So they kind of look Who crappy. cares? Like, but yeah. film, I, the film, when you look at it, has depth already. But I will <laughs> I will go and see the 3D anytime there's one in 3D. Yeah, I've, I've heard that about still you, like and I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. I, <laughs> I, I skip the 3D every time. I think most time. people are the opposite. Yeah, for sure. I don't because know. My, my theaters twizzling. are usually... Empty. <laughs> well, that's yeah. If you don't like crowds, that's a good <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Yeah. All right. Doug Benson is our guest. A quick break. More with Doug right after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. You guys, the great uh, Doug Benson in studio with us right now here on the Kevin and Bean Show. We love having comedians on the show. We we're so fortunate, Doug, that we uh, are here in Los Angeles doing the show, and so many of you are, are kind enough to come in. Listen to this. Uh, Tuesday, Eliza is going to be here with us. Uh, next Wednesday. Jeff Ross going to be on the show next Friday. Bill Burr here right. on the Kevin and Bean Show. So quite a run. So we're peaking today, is what I'm being saying. Yeah, it's all downhill next week. <laughs> it's but interesting. We're going on, on a bang with it's, Doug. It's interesting. Eliza's a one namer. Right. Didn't need that last name. <laughs> you can't true. just go. Jeff and Bill are going to be here. <laughs> right. She's very smart that way. Those oh, guys are huge, but their first names are not going to no, penetrate. <laughs> Doug, when I uh, when I am prepping for a guest, I oftentimes will search to see what's new with that guest or see if they've made news in any way. And and you have a name that is sort of common. I guess you probably met a lot of Doug Bensons over the around the world. I would imagine, right? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think I've ever met another Doug Benson, but I. But yes, it is pretty common. I would imagine so. So here's the story that came up. It's about the. Uh, it's about the controversy over marijuana being legal in Michigan, and the person who is speaking out against it in Michigan <laughs> yes. is named Doug Benson. Oh no! Who forbids smoking at the 81 residential units he owns in Lansing? The ban includes vaping and applies to both tobacco and marijuana. Smoking is smoking is smoking, says Benson. And I thought, how how hilarious is it that this Doug Benson hates pot? Yeah, and he also uh, that a Benson hates cigarettes is funny because uh, <laughs> Benson and Hedges is uh, is that still a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they still make that or not. Or... <laughs> that was you know how when you're a kid, they uh, the the taunting from the other kids is just so sure. so basic. And dumb, that yeah. kids would just be like, yeah, they just say Benson and Hedges to me, and I just be like, yes, it's a, it's a, that's a that's <laughs> that a is thing. A company. That that's is a brand. A thing. That's the difference between me and you. Is I'm going to figure out how to make that actually funny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're just an idiot. <laughs> um, we mentioned. Your Doug Loves Movies, you're doing the 12 Guests of Christmas at the Largo at the Cornet, December 2nd and 3rd. You're doing a similar show in New York as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do two nights uh, in both cities, which is probably one night too many because I got to book, uh, you know, 21 guests. But the idea is there's 12 guests compete in a big uh, single elimination game of movie trivia. Uh, and then um, when we've narrowed it down to three, those three get to come back the second night oh. in, in whichever city they're in. It's a, it's a so, battle to so the So John death. Hamm might be there both nights. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but yeah, so it's a... Uh, you know, so I have to book twenty-one people, which is, you know, uh, it can be interesting. Sure. <laughs> what do you What do you do for New Year's Eve? Uh, this year, New Year's Eve, I'll be in uh, Austin, Texas, doing a couple of uh, a couple of shows. You sort of have to work on that night. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a big night for stand-up comedy for some reason. People. Uh, I don't. I don't know why because I, I feel like everybody in the audience is just sitting there thinking about 
what went right or wrong in the last year. So they're not paying attention at all. You know what I mean? And then they're getting drunk on top of it. So it's not the most optimal stand-up comedy time, but, you know, since that's what people want to do, because they charge extra, you know, they'll give people a glass of champagne and a party favor. (laughs) (laughs) 50 bucks. (laughs) Thanks for coming. And do you have a big (laughs) countdown at midnight? Uh, Yeah, I generally do. do. If I'm the comic, I'll, uh, you know, uh, just be out there and, countdown but again once everybody's cheering and stuff because some comedy clubs are like and then you'll do another half hour <laughs> it's like what after everybody cheers and says yay it's midnight let's all go outside and smoke weed yeah you that's want what, that that's to be what the we end of the show doing. right yeah yeah at midnight i i suspect that doug would get the numbers out of order if he counted down at midnight yeah after but, a long day you know what are you gonna do as long right? as it ends uh, nobody correctly. cares yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> To get to the zero. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to end at 10 seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, just, get, just get to the zero. We're done. Bean, tell us your, your story. Oh, don't make me yeah, tell, tell the story, the story of Barry Manilow. No, don't. Don't make Because that's, this is Why the best. You, because it's the best story ever. And there's just not enough Barry Manilow on this station. Right? No. Well, first of all, I love Barry. I'm a fan of Lowe, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, not ashamed to say it. In fact, I'm thinking, about, that part out. I'm thinking about going <laughs> to see him again in the next couple months. He's doing some dates. Um... Barry was playing back at the uh, uh, the late great Universal Amphitheater back in the nineties, and my wife and I went to see him uh, on New Year's Eve. And I mean, that's a pretty that's a that's a nice night out to see Barry Manilow playing his greatest hits on New Year's Eve, right? You can all agree with me there. Big show, yeah. All right, and he does <laughs> the thing that you would expect him to do as a musical performer: is he sings his great song, "It's Just Another New Year's Eve," and then he has the big countdown and ten, nine, eight, and then the crowd is going wild, and there's party favors, and there's <laughs> glitter, and there's balloons, and it's all happening, yeah. and getting ready to kiss your loved one. And he gets down to the end, he's like, "Happy New Year!" Sings "Auld Lang Syne," walks off the stage. All right, Everybody, that sounds like a great night. It sounds like a great night until everyone in the audience is looking at their watches and going, "It's ten of. It's uh, <laughs> it's eleven fifty. <laughs> where he where just the hell could, is Manilo? He just couldn't make it. <laughs> I don't know. And I, got, I, I don't think he was too high. <laughs> I don't think, to I don't think day, he does that sort of thing. I don't know if he just was so tired he had to get off that stage or if he had a private party he wanted to get to backstage. Like, all right, this is for the fans, but now I'm going to go back and have my own Did he think nobody would notice? What is that? Is that from you or is that from me? I don't know what that's from. Who's doing that? It's Barry Manilow. Yeah, he's calling. (laughs) Furious. That's a weird noise that I've never heard before, you guys. Oh, it just stopped. What if you heard just a huge explosion? (laughs) Oh, my God. So, I don't know. That's just the weirdest thing. I think a pot pie is ready. (laughs) It's just so weird to this day. Like, all these years later, I'm still so deeply concerned and troubled by why that happened. I mean, it's super odd if if you walk off stage at 10 till. That's weird. But he did the countdown. countdown. I like that he did the countdown in front of a crowd of people wearing watches. Yes. (laughs) Like, they're all looking at it. Wait. My wife and I are in the parking lot trying to find our car when all the fireworks started going off at Universal when it actually became midnight. What a magical New Year's Eve. Yes. How, what year was this, do you think? I, I mean, if I had to guess, it 47? was 47? Probably... <laughs> no, I mean, it was, you know, 96, 97, somewhere in there, oh, I would imagine. I was going to guess, like, pre-internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the 90s. It was definitely in the 90s. But you know that's... what I mean? Like, that seems, uh, it seems like people in the audience would start screaming, hey, it's way before midnight. Yeah. Well, I would you expect know? an encore. I would expect everybody applause. Oh, he comes out and does it again? Then he comes out. Yeah, well, yeah. I, was, I wouldn't have expected the countdown. For his until... encore, he did the celebration again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was weird. So don't do that, Doug, because okay. you'll, people will be deeply concerned. All right. Well, maybe I'll, since I'm going to be in Texas, so maybe I'll do the countdown at uh, 
California time. Yeah. Do it at <laughs> oh, the early show. Wait yeah. until. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell was, the early show wait, people. No. You, you don't want them to miss what you're going to do at the late show. And so just do that's the countdown a, at the early that's show. That's a great idea, countdown yeah. in the early show. There you go. That's funny. And then how how do you go over night? in Texas, by the way? I mean, I don't. you're not a super political guy, but is Texas good to you? Texas is super good to me. But everywhere, like people, you know, like they legalize weed uh, in uh, Michigan just recently. And then, uh, you know, I get all these messages. Not according to this guy, Doug Benson, by the way. He won't <laughs> people smoke in his venue. Oh, oh, he must be really fuming over the legalization. So um, it's legal in Michigan, but um, people write to me and say, now we're going to see you a lot in Michigan, aren't we? And I'm like, um, buddy. <laughs> It's legal where I live, <laughs> so I don't really need to come to By you. The way, I'd also like to point out there's nothing easier to get when it was illegal the whole time. It it's, wasn't hard oh, yeah. to get. I no, mean, it I wasn't never hard. had a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, I. So I when they say, "Oh, it's legal now," you're going to come. Well, I haven't had a problem. I've been getting it and using it pretty easily for, <laughs> right. for a long time. That sentence sounded that, that one. That one out of context would be pretty good. All right, we'll make we'll make a note. I like it. Doug Benson is playing the Doug Loves Movies, 12 Guests of Christmas at the Largo at the Coronet again, Saturday and Sunday, December 2nd and 3rd. Tickets available right now through Doug Loves Movies. And don't sleep on the Doug Loves Movie podcast, by the way, available through iTunes, wherever you get yours, and also Getting Doug with High. And you just had a recently returned uh, guest of uh, Tommy Chong, who I just, uh, must be the most fun thing in the world for you. Oh, it's wild. Like, uh, you know, when I started getting into pot, because I was, you know, I was a late uh, bloomer in regards to that. But ever since I got into it, um, I uh, always thought of my like the Mount Cushmore, like the top four right. weed personalities in the world were, uh, of course, Cheech and Chong, right. Snoop, and Willie Nelson. And I've smoked with all of them. You have, yeah. So <laughs> who's left? Is and they've someone, all smoked with me. There's someone left. I mean, even if he's on the Rushmore, the Cushmore, is there um, someone? Well, you know, there's plenty of uh, musicians and comedians that uh, would be cool. Uh, Obama, of course. Yes, Obama is, sure. is a Everyone's big one. Pick. Everyone's pick. <laughs> Elon Michelle, Musk, right? I'd yeah. like to smoke with him. Oh, that Elon Musk smoking on that Joe works. Rogan. That was uh, that was interesting. I guess. <laughs> it was great. It was <laughs> hilarious. All <laughs> right, Doug. Before we let you go, <laughs> yeah. 60 seconds with Doug Benson. Kevin's going to fire questions at oh. you. First thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you love it when you're put on the spot. Yeah. If there's something that Doug Benson is known for, it's quick reflexes. <laughs> 60 seconds with Doug Benson. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Describe yourself in a hashtag. Uh, hashtag me as well. <laughs> What's your biggest fear in life? Um, uh, rapid fire questions. What's something people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, I said this the last time. I love musicals. What's your favorite food? Uh, mm, sushi. Do you have a secret talent? Um, not a secret one. Pretty open about my talents. <laughs> <laughs> Do you collect anything? Um, no. What advice would you give your teenage self? I wish they were all yes or no questions. Um, it teen... would go too fast, though. I would have to write like 60 questions. Uh, the teenage self needs to be told, just brush your damn teeth. Yeah. Just do it. That's okay. okay. Yeah, because, man, is it... That is it difficult now? I, well, no. Yeah, now, now I can't do it. I've just given up entirely. No, but uh, I just heard Sarah Silverman somewhere say, you know, death creeps in through the gums. And, uh, <laughs> That's nice. You That's know what I mean? Quite as, soon as, yeah, as soon as you're not brushing your teeth, you might as well be starting to die. a very happy note to leave on as <laughs> you head into the holidays.
Thanks, Doug. Thank you. You bet. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Look who's on the phone, you guys. Hey. Comedian, radio, podcast host, writer, director, producer, all-around good guy, Adam Carolla, back on the Kevin and Bean show. How are you, Eastman? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I hear you guys are in my old studio. Oh, is, is that, this where your studio is? is? Really? Here in, here in the Wilshire building? <clears throat> yeah, that's the same studio I was uh, in when I was on Kayla Sack. That explains a lot of what's on the floor. <laughs> a lot of the stains are making sense now. People don't remember this now because a number of years have gone by. But when the great Howard Stern left terrestrial radio, there was a three-pronged attack to replace him. That's right. And Adam Carolla was the strongest leg of those three prongs. Oh, really? Not David Lee Roth? <laughs> and lasted the longest, <laughs> if I recall. And, and, we're, and that's where we are here in the uh, here in the, the the now intercom mothership. How about that oh i wish you 39 months of success <laughs> all right adam uh, i'm glad you called obviously you've got the live uh, podcast taping coming up on friday november uh, 30th at eight o'clock at the grove of anaheim with special guest rob riggle that is going to be a great time tickets available through adamcarolla.com for just 35 bucks for the ace man and rob riggle but i wanted to ask you if you would share something that you shared on your podcast the other day that I think is very important. It's overlooked with young people today who don't take their handshakes seriously. You have given this a lot of thought about all the different handshakes you encounter out on the street, and you've got some definite rules, right? I do. Uh, there's only one handshake. It's grab the guy's hand and go up and down. There's, okay. there's the power. Well, what I'm saying is it's like you've all met the sales guys who do the power move where they turn your hand 90 degrees and go right to left oh, instead sure. of up and down. Sometimes put their other there's, hand on top of the two, yeah. There's a guy who does the hand dry on the thigh before he gets to your hand. He should <laughs> offer you a fist bump because he's got a problem, or we should invent sweaty hand slacks that have a nice, dry, velvety right hand patch on top of the thigh so you can try it a squeegee on top of the thigh so they can not give you the sloppy St. Bernard hand. I don't like that. I told you you uh, put a lot of thought I, into this. I don't like the limp. I don't like the limp hand. I don't like the um, when we're done, we're going to go over uh, to my dad's house and I'm going to come out handshake. I don't like the opposite. Of that handshake, which is I'm going to impose my will on you handshake. Sure. Uh, I don't like the handshake that never ends where the guy goes, you remember me? You remember me? You remember where we met? You know, I don't know. He won't let go of your hand and it's going to go on forever. I was going to ask way, you about that. What's the appropriate amount of shakes in a handshake, Adam? Well, it's weird, but I think it's like uh, the old Supreme Court said about pornography. We'll know it when we see it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll know it. We, you, if, if both of you are doing your job, it'll be like the line at the ATM. I don't need to get out a measuring tape and say, sir, you need to stand nine foot six inches behind me. If you're both good human beings and you're both dialed in, You'll know the distance to stand behind somebody at an ATM, right? Fair enough. Yeah, you'll Absolutely. figure it out. Agreed, yeah. sure. Absolutely. And you'll both know through the social dance of life how long to keep onto that hand. Oh, and also, I don't like the, um, I've just sold you a, new, a used RV. I'm going to go over the top with my left hand and do a two-handed handshake. <laughs> I don't like that move either.
All right. How do you feel about and I hate nothing. This isn't about politics at all, but it's just the president's personal style. How do you feel about the handshake that he grabs onto your hand and and physically pulls you toward him while he's shaking your hand? That is a uh, weird power move unless it becomes the coolest thing in the world where he whispers something to you and then you both have a laugh with a knowing nod. <laughs> he's right. He's right. Yeah, he's right. Because that the could only be thing, funny. Yeah. yeah, the only thing better than that is when, like, Pearl Jam is playing and Eddie Vedder walks over to the lead guitar player and they exchange something, and they both walk away shaking their head laughing. <laughs> That's the coolest thing. You'll never know what they're said. I don't think they ever even say anything. I think they just go mugga, mugga, mugga. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. This is, this is what amazes me about the way Corolla's brain works. What was that movie, Kevin? Was it the Bradley Cooper movie where he had a pill where he could use 90% of his brain, and oh, all of a sudden, yeah. like, everything over? That's what Corolla's like. Because he goes through the world and situations that we just accept as existing in the world, he has to dissect them and spend energy on understanding them and trying to make them better. It must be very weird and very exhausting to look at the world through your eyes, Adam. Well, you know, it's a calorie burner bean, but not as many calories burned as my old job up on a roof scraping asphalt shingles off uh, an apartment in Van Nuys. So I'll take it. <laughs> and by the way, that movie's like eight years old, and they made that movie today about the pill that Bradley Cooper yeah, it was called to make Li- him a genius. It was called Limitless. Yeah. They'd have to make it a chewable It'd have to be in the form of a dinosaur and it'd have to be a gummy, chewable, multiple pill because dudes can't even take pills anymore. (laughs) Although a man's ability, I never judged a man's ability to swallow. That's not right. (laughs) Okay. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, AdamCarolla.com is where you want to go for all the podcast and live concert information, including Friday, November 30th. Hey, that's next Friday, by the way. That's a week from this coming Friday at 8 p.m. at the Grove of Anaheim with special guest Rob Riggle, who is always is very, very funny. Get your tickets at AXS.com or AdamCarolla.com starting at just 35 bucks. Ace, have a great Thanksgiving. I know you'll be making your cranberry sauce from scratch. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You bet. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Rosa G, back in the studio. Today, I'm thankful for everything. It's Thanksgiving, y'all. So today, I'm going to be giving some thanks. Thanks, 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 thanks. It's the 4th, Thursday of November. Give some thanks. Thanksgiving time, so you know I gotta give some thanks. And it's cold outside, which I like. Give some thanks. I can wear my favorite turkey sweater. Give some thanks. La familia is here. Give some thanks. My cousin from Alhambra. My second cousin from Santa Clarita. My third cousin from Pasos Ricas. All here. Give some thanks to celebrate. I'm sorry. If that is not on your Thanksgiving Day playlist for when your family comes over, you're not doing it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just, and disinvite everyone and just learn how you could become a better person. I like it. that song rules. The great Rosa G, ladies and gentlemen. Time for our final look at what's happening for the day. In for Ali, here's Jensen. Uh, yes. Some sad news. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. LFO, a band from the 90s, a boy band you might remember. This song. And... Kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. Uh, well, 
singer Devin Lima has passed away after a year-long battle with stage 4 cancer, as reported by TMZ. And it's actually sad because LFO started as a trio, uh, but a few years ago, Rich Cronin passed away after a long fight with leukemia. So now only uh, one member of the band is still around, Brad Buschetti. Yeah. That's, uh, they that's seem like they would have luck. all been too young to be dying like, at this rate. Yeah, well, Devin uh, passed away at 41, uh, Rich in his uh, early 30s. So, yes, the answer to that is yeah. I mean, you can get cancer at any point. That's true. I they, don't get it. One day he was fine. Oh, yeah, dear Lord. Next day. Uh, LFO was planning to announce a tour for the spring of 2008, but that's when doctors discovered a massive tumor on Devin's adrenal gland, and they removed it, but then discovered that it was actually stage 4 cancer. So, super sad news for those uh, fans of 90s boy bands. But, good news happening here in Los Angeles and we just uh, posted an article about it on krock.com as well you could check it out there you guys big mario kart fans oh yeah all right i am i'm a huge sure. mario who do you play with chip who's your who's your racer toad usually toad yeah cuz you know i don't think i could be your friend if you picked bowser nah. i think that's <laughs> too big too slow you too can't slow. pick bowser yeah why would you do that <laughs> i was a yoshi guy or a luigi guy uh big green fan i guess but listen you can now be in a real-life Super Mario Kart race in Los Angeles. Tickets are now on sale. We have the ticket link up at krock.com. It's all happening because Australia's Mushroom Rally is bringing their Mario Kart experience to Southern California early 2019. You have to do mushrooms first? Well, that probably would help your racing. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be over two days, and you get to be in a little go-kart, and I think you get to dress up as Nintendo characters, and you race each other. Uh, it's not. They, they keep saying on the website, they're warning you it's not a street race. So I think that's probably some sort of insurance thing. <laughs> uh, but listen, Nintendo in the past has actually squashed these real-life Mario Kart tours in Japan. So let's hope this actually happens. Uh, but go buy tickets. I'm sure they're refundable in case Nintendo jumps in. If sure. not, blame me. <laughs> I won't give you money. But <laughs> but Bean will re- refund you entirely. Yeah, Bean has said he will refund anyone who Correct. buys tickets to Mushroom I Racing. Do, I right. just don't recall that conversation. Well, you said it. Yeah. Well, I must have blacked out. Yeah. It's on radio now. Yep. Breakups are not fun. That's true. And even worse when there's a $2 million diamond engagement ring involved. And that's what's happening to Paris Hilton and a dude named Chris Zilka who recently... (laughs) Who recently split. Now reports say that she dumped him but is hanging on to the jokingly large 20-carat pear-shaped bling that he proposed with. 20 carats. That no. seems like bad form, no? There is etiquette based on who broke up the engagement, right? Yes. If she gets out of the engagement, she is supposed to give the ring back. Right. If he calls it off, she can keep it. That's what I thought. Now, what happened in this case? Well, according to TMZ, Hilton is deciding to keep the ring, and Zilka has been talking about a possible lawsuit if Paris doesn't return it soon, which I don't think you can do. I don't think you can yeah, sue, sue for it back, but I think you can just shame them. That would be the, I mean, the, the legal argument there would be you'd have to decide whether you view the jewelry as a gift or as a contract. Right. Can a gift ever be a contract? I mean, I think in the case of the engagement ring, it's I, you with this ring, you accept that we are going to get married. Well, and, if, and if that falls apart, you have to give it back. Well, what I if I think. threw this in? Uh, Hilton already has had problems with this gem uh, in the past. She lost it in Miami at a rave in March, just four months after receiving it, and was able to get it back. So I'm saying she lost even it. if she keeps it, she might lose this $2 million ring. <laughs> I want it back is what I would say. My uh, wife lost her engagement ring, Jensen. Oh, really? Yep. And by that, you mean sold on eBay? Yeah. Very possible. <laughs> yeah. 
very lost, possibly lost it at a pawn shop. <laughs> she had a very convincing look on her face when she told me, oh, I don't know what happened to it. But it does happen. But I, I think, I mean, uh, it'd be interesting if he does suit. It'll be interesting to see how they how they rule on that. Yeah, well, here's what Paris Hilton said when she lost the ring. It was just so heavy and big. It literally flew off my finger and into an ice bucket. Into an into ice bucket. An ice bucket. <laughs> Isn't she like... 45 now or something. I mean, I think she's a... I don't know. She's about to hit 40, I believe. And she's still so dumb. Yeah, she's not smart. Not a smarty. <laughs> I know how I am, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got some birthdays. Some birthdays going into Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Ken Griffey Jr., whose upper deck rookie card, if you were anywhere in between 30 and 40 years old, you had 50 of them, and now you still have them, and they're worth $4 each. So congrats to you. That's a great update. <laughs> Gold. How much did they cost you? Oh, 50 bucks. All right. Yeah. Good. A lot of people are going to tweet at me about their Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. rookie cards because we all had them. Uh, Goldie Hawn was in Private Benjamin and Overboard. She's great. Jenna Malone, happy birthday. Nicolette Sheridan, Michael Strahan, the Bella Twins from the WWE, and then singer-actress weirdo Bjork. With our fingers, we make million holes. We run and we fall into parts. I mean, I, mm. I think she's as, as strong as she ever Do was. Do you remember when we interviewed her, Bean? She came in. She, yes. she was wearing that weird contraption right on her stomach. Yes. And it had like some tubes that came out of it. One tube going, you know, down in. Mm-hmm. And we tried to s- ascertain what it was. Mm-hmm. But she didn't really know. She just said, oh, it gives me energy. Huh. Could like, she oh, have been just being protective of a health condition? Could have been something <laughs> it legitimate. It didn't seem that way. Did you think it was like a catheter? We, we were sort of just trying to edge around, tight, yeah. trying to figure out how to ask what I the have, hell that is. I have intestinal problems. <laughs> I can't we, breathe without this. We interviewed her once at an MTV uh, after party too in New York, and she was very nice, very pleasant to us. That time. she's always I mean, very nice. It's yeah, just she can't understand a word she says. She is. She's an. She's an oddball. Man. Yeah. But what was her uh, her movie, Jensen? That she got nominated for an Academy Award for the first movie she was ever in. Dancer in the Dark. And the only movie she's in. And she was tremendous. Tremendous. It's amazing that someone would be that good in a movie, get nominated, and be like, it's over no more. I call it a day. Can't, can't beat that one. Like, I can't imagine succeeding so well on your first time and just calling Yeah, that's it. weird. Just walking away but from she's it. a weirdo. So. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a weirdo. She's a weirdo. I love her. But also, that's what's happening. Thank you, Jensen. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Monday morning, we are back. We've got People Are Dumb. We've got a furries update, which I know you've all been waiting for. We've got great news. There's a lot of football over the weekend. We're going to talk to Andrew Siciliano. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving, and we'll see you back here on Monday. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law